the drip aficionado is hard at work again, people. We know you're sick of us. We know you hate us. That's why we're going to be here. The horse is back and our jockey is Russell Wilson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, I am Never Forget, and I am joined, as always, by Party Like It's 1976. How you doing, Jared? Ooh, uh, good. We're throwing it back to the uh, the original thing that got this whole podcast going. The, yeah, the, and, and the thing that we say at the end of every podcast. I know, that's what I'm saying. The, the OG, the thing that's been here through all of it. Yeah. Besides yeah. us, that is. Well, true. It you know, actually, the year nineteen seventy six. It's it was there first before us, but some good things <laughs> happened in that year. That a, a domino effect that let this podcast happen. True. True. <laughs> but nineteen seventy six uh, couldn't. We couldn't have happened without nineteen seventy six. We could not have. It's true. Um, not as we know it, anyway. So to answer your question, I'm doing good tonight. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, but. I'm here, ready to go. That's just kind of the default, isn't it, anymore? Tired? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, good, though. The podcast, let's hope it wakes us up a little bit, gets us going, gets the people going. Yeah. So let's get it going. We have a few key points to talk about today. Um, I think the first that we should talk about real quick is the untimely passing of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Um. For those of you that don't know, this past weekend, I, ooh, was it on Saturday or was it on Friday? Was it the uh, weekend? News broke on Saturday morning, so I think okay. it happened on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but this past weekend, Dwayne Haskins, uh, who former Washington Redskin, Washington football team, Washington commander player, who is now or who had signed with the Steelers for, I believe, a one-year contract, was pronounced dead after being hit by a dump truck this weekend. Yeah. Um, details have emerged a little bit, but slowly. It sounds like he was walking along a highway trying to cross and was hit by a dump truck. Um, but that is all the, re- you know, all the details that we know about. Uh, obviously, we send our condolences to his family, friends, teammates. Um, it's sad news. He was only 24 years old, about to be 25. Um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Shocking, man. I mean, I was uh, I was away from my phone a little bit on Saturday morning, and I came back to it, and everywhere I saw it was just this news. And it was kind of hard to wrap my head around at first. Still kind of is. Um, mostly because I remember Haskins from his time at Ohio state in college. And he was a big, big deal coming out of college. I mean, people thought he was going to be the next, uh, big thing in the NFL and the, you know, that he might be kind of the savior of Washington. And obviously it didn't quite pan out that way, but none of that stuff matters right now. I mean, he's not here anymore and it's just incredibly sad, just a horrible accident and, uh, just a devastating loss. Yeah. And we don't know what his legacy would have ended up being in the NFL. It's he got to play three years. That was all. He didn't have a lot of time to prove himself. Um, but it's a life cut short. And that is sad. Yeah. The other part of this uh, that I think we should mention is how the news was broke by one Adam Schefter, a rather famous news reporter usually has the inside scoop on a lot of information. Um, Adam Schefter broke or tweeted out the news of Haskins passing. Um, He has since deleted the tweet, but he said, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with the Washington and Pitt or excuse me, struggling to catch on with Washington Pittsburgh in the NFL died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Per his agent, Cedric Saunders Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 4th or 3rd, excuse me. Um, and this is just 
in incredibly bad taste. Yeah. It's incredibly insensitive. Um, you don't need to say anything about him having a tough conversion to the NFL. Lots of quarterbacks do. And especially the fact that he had just, you know, we just found out about this tragedy. It, it's incredibly bad taste. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, and I think this really pays Adam Schefter in a bad light. Yeah. So Schefter's my call out this week for this exact thing. Um, Mine as well. Yeah. So he, I don't know. Like, I don't know what he was thinking either. I'm not trying, I'm not going to justify what he said at all, because like you said, it was insensitive. It was in bad taste. You just, there's no reason to mention his struggles in the NFL. That's not even remotely relevant at that point. Um, But Adam Scheffner, I think, has a brain that's so wired to his reporter brain, right? And he always has to tie it back to the sport of football. Or, I mean, we've seen some Adam Scheffner blunders before, uh, recently, actually. You know, he kind of whiffed on the whole Tom Brady thing right away. Uh, when we all thought Brady was retiring and he reported it and then Brady's camp came out and said, he hasn't said anything yet, you know, and if Brady himself hasn't said it, why is Scheffner tweeting it? Um, I don't know. We live in a day and age where what's most important, sadly, is clicks and views and mentions and Scheffner got them all for the wrong reasons this last weekend. And like you said, he deleted the tweet. Um, he's since apologized for the tweet. I haven't seen his apology. I've heard from some people. It didn't seem super uh, genuine, but I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. The point is uh, the guy's on field successes or lack thereof does not matter when he just died. Like that's not even remotely what you should be talking about. And Adam Scheffner should know better. I mean, yeah. You should know better because he, he understands that he is kind of the first point of contact between us fans and a lot of the goings on in the NFL. Um, yeah, there's just no reason for that. So it made him look really bad, quite frankly. So yeah, he's my call out this week. Yeah. Uh, and he definitely caught the ire of several NFL players um, and, and many others yeah. online. Like Lamar Jackson even tweeted at him. I saw that about. Yeah. Yeah. It was a not good way to handle it uh, to say the least, but this is the, unfortunately the byproduct of the social media age we live in. True. Yeah. So kind of a bummer to start the show this week, but yeah, you know, we had to mention it. It was some of the biggest news in sports this last weekend. So yeah. Uh, yeah, our condolences to the Haskins family and his teammates and friends and everyone impacted by this. And, you know, quite frankly, the driver of that truck, too, uh, this, you know, man or woman is probably scarred now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's. um, Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about it if there's more information that becomes readily available. Yeah. Let's move on now, though. Let's move to some hopefully happier things. Yeah. I know there's some uh, things that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I I guess they're happier. Uh, I don't agree with them, but I wanted to talk with you on this episode about what you think. Uh, we kind of mentioned it before with the NFL and even baseball a little bit, and now it's just relevant again because um, as we record this, actually the first of the NBA play-in tournament games are going on, and um, I just want to talk about expanded playoffs in – any sport and whether or not we think it's good for sports uh spoiler alert i really don't um but i want your kind of thoughts on it first before we get into the nitty-gritty of it um i widely think that it is not a good idea to continually expand playoffs um especially with things like play-in games yeah Um, those just seem like, I don't know, kind of cruel in a way. It's like, you're up, almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Dangling it kind of in front of them. Yeah. Um, the one thing I think that I think is kind of cool about the play-in games, um, overall, I still disagree with them. 
but I think it motivates the NBA play in games. It motivates the teams that are the seven and the eight seeds, the teams that quote unquote should be in the playoffs to prove it, right? Prove that you've earned that spot. And I think that's really cool. In fact, right now I'm watching uh, the boys, the Nets play the Cavaliers. And this is the right now in the standings, the seven and eight seeds in the East um, winner automatically gets into the playoffs. And then the loser has to win their way through to get the eight seed. But uh, first off, it's kind of weird to see Brooklyn in the play-in game. I won't lie. Like after mm-hmm. the year they had last year, as this, I think they were the one seed in the East last year. I mean, they were yeah, the they were a to juggernaut. Beat. It's so weird to watch, and they're they're dominating Cleveland right now. So it kind of looks like at halftime anyway. That's where we are as we record that Brooklyn will probably get in. But um, I mean, it's weird to see them in this game. But also, then when I think about it, uh, they lost Kevin Durant for a chunk of the season. He only played 55 games this year. Um, yeah. Because what, of the, you know, he, he knew the rules. Oh no, that's Kyrie. That's Kyrie. Oh, Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah. No, which I, that's a good point too. Like Kyrie missed essentially half the games because uh, he didn't get vaccinated. And up until very recently uh, there was a mandate in New York that you had to be mm-hmm. vaccinated for indoor events like that. So yeah, Kyrie missed all the home games pretty much. Uh, Durant missed some time with a knee injury. And while he was out, the Nets only won eight games. Um, and then the, you know, the whole James Harden trade too, that thing didn't work out in Brooklyn. As if I remember right a few uh, years ago, we, yep. <laughs> we may have, or may not have predicted that one, but uh Anyway, the Nets are in the play-in game. And speaking of these play-in games, like I was trying to get to before I got sidetracked by myself. Um, yeah, I just, I understand why they set this tournament up a couple of years ago in the bubble for the COVID thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I it was necessary for a year, uh, but to keep it, I think kind of silly because they've only, this is the second year they've done it. And... I just want to read you off some of the records of these teams that have made it the the nine and 10 teams, the teams that would not have been otherwise had a chance at the playoffs, the ones that did and what their records were in this tournament. So last year, the nine seeds, Indiana was 34 and 38 and Memphis was 38 and 34. So flip those records. And then the 10 seeds, Charlotte, who I believe is a 10 seed again this year too, was 33 and 39 last year. And this year they're 43 and 39 and San Antonio last year was 33 and 39. And this year, San Antonio is a 10 seed was 34 and 48. Uh, These are losing records. People (laughs) teams with losing records should not have a chance in the postseason at all. I'm sorry. Call me old fashioned. Uh, I think it's a little ridiculous, quite frankly. Um, and I, now I get where the hypocrisy of that might come in on me saying that as a Seahawks fan, whose team famously made it at seven and nine once. Uh, but I would like to point out when the Seahawks did that, they did that under the confines of the regular playoffs that weren't expanded. That's just how bad the division was that year. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the, uh, the Washington football team a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I I'll, mean, last year, I guess, not a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to the NFL in a minute, too, because that's an expanded playoff that I'm not exactly a fan of either. But we're, we're seeing it really bad with the NBA right now. Like, no offense, the Spurs, 34 and 48. That's a bad record. That's Yeah, a really they shouldn't bad be in record. the playoffs. I, I agree. That's Yeah. Like, losing I, records don't belong there. And, and so how this panned out in the – playing tournament last year in the nba uh three of those four teams those pairs of nines and tens did not make it out of the playing tournament as you might not expect them to and memphis was the only one that did yeah and memphis was the only one of those four that had a winning record barely made the eight seed and then immediately lost in the first round of the playoffs so all of this is for television and for audience and getting views right because you're still probably going to end with end up with the same top eight in each league or each side of the each conference i guess if we're talking the nba um they're not necessary anymore like i don't know i i have a problem with the playing tournament and then i'm glad you brought up the nfl 
because if we want to look over the past two years of the NFL's expanded playoffs, where they've added that seven seed and effectively wiped out a bye week for the two seeds on each side, mm-hmm. um, Chicago and Indianapolis were the two seven seeds uh, two years ago. Chicago was eight and eight, and even five hundred. Um, Indianapolis had actually had a pretty good record at eleven and five, but both of them lost their wild card game, um, didn't advance, and then this last year. Philadelphia got in at nine and eight, so barely a winning record. And Pittsburgh got in at nine, seven, and one as the seven seeds. Both of them lost their first games. So, yeah. you know, you're still going to end all it. Like I said, all the NFL playoff expansion did was really effectively screw over the two seeds. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there's there's an argument there. I mean, with with all of these expanded playoffs, these teams that don't deserve to be there, you're just putting your players at risk. Um, they're, they're exposing the players to, you know, another game at the end of a season where it's, you know, where you're, I'd say most likely to have, you know, injuries. Yeah. In you know, a game your, that... your body's worn more down and yeah. And I don't want to say, I don't want to say the game. Uh, so big picture, the game doesn't matter. All right. For the teams that are playing in it, it absolutely matters because, whether it's right or not, let's just take it to the NBA, for example. The Charlotte Hornets are going to have a chance at the playoffs. And so for them, I mean, this is their finals, right? Like this game yeah. is everything to them. But to most of the rest of the NBA world, it doesn't really matter. And it's kind of meaningless um, unless mm-hmm. Charlotte strings something together here and gets in, which I don't think they will for the record. But yeah, um, yeah so I kind of want to flip it. I know I just kind of spent the last five minutes kind of grilling these games and in the NFL too. Do you think these expanded playoffs though, help prevent tanking by teams down the stretch of the regular season? No, I don't think they do. Um, I think those teams are going to finish with those records kind of regardless. Um, No, yeah, I, I, I think they they don't – they might a little bit, but I doubt it. It might for the teams that are, like, middle of the pack, you know, it, for the teams that maybe otherwise under – But, I mean, that is – and I don't know basketball or baseball, I guess, nearly well enough. Just – excuse me. Where, where tanking is fairly prevalent in the NFL, is it as prevalent in basketball? Because isn't the draft based on a lottery? Yeah, so that was that's a good point. They put the lottery system in to try to com- combat tanking a little bit. NBA teams definitely tank. I mean, it's I love right. my boys, but Portland did it a little bit this year. It was kind of obvious. I mean, they traded away everybody but Dame. Yeah, well, there was that, and there was just even toward the end of the season – Dame didn't play a lot um, for no real reason other than the fact that we were out of it. Um, so, and that's what I don't like about the NBA. I mean, we saw the same thing with LeBron and the Lakers this last year and took a lot. of. Yeah, heat. actually, that's something else I want to talk about later. Thanks okay. for reminding me. Oh, all right. Um, but yeah, so tanking definitely happens in the NBA. Uh, I don't think it happens in baseball as much just because baseball, there's some teams that are genuinely that bad. And when you play that many games, um, I'm, I don't know. I just, it, I don't see it happening as much in baseball. And and there's no, there's so many picks in the MLB draft that um, it, it's not quite like the NFL draft where having the top five, top 10 picks are really coveted. I mean, obviously you still want good picks, but it doesn't happen as much as it does in basketball for sure. And the lottery helps a little bit, but um, unless you're the Knicks and you're just really bad with your luck, if you're a really bad team, you're still probably going to get one of the top picks um, just based off odds. So yeah, I, I don't know how much it prevents tanking. Uh, I know the NFL's argument when they expanded the playoffs by adding one team on each league, was they said that it was going to make more meaningful games down the stretch of the regular season. Um, 
And again, it does, but only for a few teams. And yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, there are some cases where those expanded slots, like they do benefit a team. Like there are arguably years where there are teams like they should be in the playoffs, but because their division's a super strong or, you know, a terrible division sends, you know, their top team because they have to like, there are years like that, but I, I yeah. do think, uh, I, I don't think the NFL, the expanded playoffs, is going to help tanking just because I feel like most teams, if they decide to tank, they're going to know that they're going to tank far in advance of bef- far in advance of knowing whether or not they're in the playoffs. Yeah, well, and they know better than you or I or most people know what kind of team they have around them and whether they have a yeah. leg- legitimate shot at getting to the playoffs. Um, you know, I mean, let's look, let's look at the dolphins this past year. Yeah. Um, under Blair and Flores, they went seven in a row on losses, you know, arguably out of the playoffs. That is the point where they are, you know, or even if they lose those five in a row, I think a team's going to start tanking, but I think the difference there is I would argue that Brian Flores legitimately made an attempt to pull that team around and did. And then they finished where they came back to it. They could have, they could have made the playoffs if, if things had gone, you know, no right in the last couple of weeks. And that's, that is where I do think, like I was saying earlier, that's a situation where I think that team should deserve to be in playoff contention. They, they made changes, they made fixes and they, you know, they worked. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, um, uh, on the other side of this argument, the Dolphins would have never had that chance in the come final weeks if it hadn't been for that seven seed that's now allowed in. Um, so that made it possible for kind of all the excitement we saw around Miami, all the craziness we saw on the last night of the season with the, the Raiders and the Chargers needing a tie. None of that would have mattered under the old format. So I get where that sort of excitement might work its way in um, and make things more quote unquote viewable to us fans at home. But I think overall it waters down the sport. It kind of waters down the meaningfulness of the playoffs. And like I said, nine times out of 10, you're still going to have the teams that would have been anyway, moving on. So these extra teams, like in the NFL, a seven seed has yet to win a playoff game in the couple of years they've done this. I'm obviously not saying it will never happen. I think it will, but, uh, how long before we see a seven seed in the NFL run it to the Super Bowl? Could be a long time. Yeah, but I mean, if we start making that argument, like, well, how often do X seeds make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, and that's then you true. end up with a college football. Yeah, exactly. System, and I'm and that you, sucks. I'm glad you brought that up too, because there's a fine line to be tread here, and where you have all these leagues who are expanding when maybe they shouldn't be um at least you can say they're giving people a chance because boy they're not in college football um at the fbs level and that's an argument for a different day but that's the one sport that i think needs an expanded playoffs um i don't know um and here i say all of this and guess who's tuning into an nba playing game as we record me so i don't know am i a hypocrite you tell me yeah, you're a hypocrite. All right, good to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Good to no, know. No, I think you bring up valid arguments, and this is kind of a, you know, I think a tough talk because there are, you know, it, honestly, it might depend on the year for some people. It's like, well, the play-in rules helped my helped my team out, so I think they're good. Well, and I'll say this. Uh, they've added that extra wildcard team in MLB playoffs now. If the Mariners make it in as that sixth seed, the last wildcard, I'm going to be happy. I mean, it's still going to count as ending the draft. I will, I will sing their praises in that case. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can put me down in the books for saying if the Mariners get in in that last spot, I love it. I love it. So (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to to get in on a spot before that. Maybe not, not the last. Yeah. Maybe let's not even shoot for the wild card, man. Let's win the division. Let's not even have to worry about that. Um, yeah. Heck yeah, let's go. So uh, expanded playoffs. That's my two cents on the matter. It sounds like we're pretty much in agreement about it. Yeah. Um, 
And as far as the NBA goes, I quite frankly don't know if it's going to matter for any of these bottom seed teams because, boy, the one seeds look pretty tough on either side, Miami and Phoenix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. So uh, <laughs> NBA playoffs getting going, playing games as we record this week. Uh, what else did you want to touch on tonight? Um. WNBA draft. Just oh, WNBA it. draft. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it started yesterday night. The WNBA draft is going on. Good luck to all those ladies coming out of the college programs uh, to get selected. Yeah. I know the WNBA is not widely celebrated as much as the NBA is, but um, yeah, good luck to those ladies. I mean, it's, it's going to be a life-changing night for a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, my shout out this week is a uh, guard out of Kentucky. Ryan Howard is her name. She was the first overall pick in the WNBA draft the other night. Uh, she nice. went to the Atlanta Dreams. So, um, oh, it, she has to go to Atlanta. That's a shame. I was just going to say, welcome to a city of sad sports. I was just going to say, uh, if the Dream had the number one overall pick, that means that their last season was probably not one for the books. So, <laughs> well, it's, they call it the Atlanta Dream because uh, they have to dream of winning games. Yikes. Maybe that's what they should just call. Well, I can't say all Atlanta sports because the Braves did just win the world series. If we uh, didn't forget that, but yeah, the Falcons, I'm sure they have dreams of bigger things. And <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, you know what we haven't, I don't think we talked about, wait, did we talk about Matt Ryan going to the Colts? We did. Never mind. Yeah, we did. Oh yeah. We covered that. Um, it's, it's hard to keep track though with all the quarterback shuffling that went on. This oh, season. the other speaking of quarterback news, uh, news broke that apparently Brady almost became a dolphin. I saw something about as, that. as like an owner quarterback. Really? That's weird. Yeah. And that I haven't, I haven't read on it. Cause I just saw it this morning. Like what? Okay. So and then I had to go to school. <laughs> how, how much legitimacy do you think that story had? Um, I'm fairly sh- from what I saw, I think it's fairly legitimate. Okay, so when they say almost, I don't know, it's just hard for me to believe. He spent so many years in New England, right? Uh, a place that's Miami's rival, division rival. You think Brady would have honestly gone to a once-hated rival? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could see that. Like, I could see Miami over the Jets, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, I'll be fair. Like I said, I didn't read the article. I saw something about it briefly. Um, I mean, I mean, if, if, if he, especially if he's wanting to get into ownership, we, we know, um, you know, Dolphins have issues at ownership. And, you know, he might have been trying to go to the Michael Jordan route, like when Jordan went to the Wizards, you know, that, kind of managerial while still playing role, which famously worked out super well. And famously is working out as an owner in Charlotte right now. He yeah, said with famously. Extreme, <laughs> extreme sarcasm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'd i have to read on it more. Um, that's a weird one, though. I just, I can't imagine Brady associating himself. So what, with I'm, what I'm reading here on Fox Sports is apparently they were trying to work out a deal with Brady to allow him to be both minority owner and starting cornerback with Sean Payton as head coach per multiple reports. That would have definitely shaken up the dolphins, you know, and you, and apparently Brian Flores, lawsuit changed it. That's what turned him away. Wow. Because you think of that, like think of Brady and Payton down there and then think of getting Tyreek like they did. Ooh. It would have been insane, but I, I can see legitimacy there, especially with the, you know, the news about, uh, Brian Flores. I don't think Brady wants to be associated with, wouldn't want to be associated with an organization that would purposely lose. I don't, yeah. I think Brady's too much of a competitor has as too much of a competitive side to, to purposely lose. I mean, shoot, look at him and how he reacts when things aren't going right. You know, smashing the helmets, throwing the, surface pros all that what, stuff that yeah what a wild time that would have made for miami sports in general right now too if 
if that had happened, I would have been uber depressed. Yeah. Cross town rivalry right there. Oh my God. If that had happened with Russell Wilson going, we would have had a real bad time. They, they would have need to keep us out of the bars. Just kidding. Just kidding. This is a family friendly for, for legal reasons. That's a joke. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but what this would have done for sports in Miami, like what a time it would have been to have been a Miami sports fan. Cause the heat right now, like I mentioned earlier, they're the number one seed in the NBA playoffs. They're 53 and 29 with a legitimate shot to get to the NBA finals. And then you have all this Brady hype that could have gone to the dolphins. Ooh, South Florida would have been the place to be. Yeah, except he decided to stay with the best team in Florida. <laughs> true, true. Regardless um, of how that exactly happened. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that's wild if it really came down to the Flores thing. Um, I didn't know that, which is interesting. Uh, there you go, Dolphins, shooting yourself in the foot again. What could have been? What could have been? Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of your own actions. <laughs> Oh man, that would have been. Do you guys play the Dolphins this year? Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at our schedule recently. Because can you imagine? Ooh, that would have been a heck of a game. Yeah, talk. I mean, yeah, you call that a revenge game for sure. Ooh. And then if Brady goes, you think if he, if he would have gone, you think Gronk would have followed? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I. I still kind of think Gronk's going to retire, to be honest. Um, he hasn't publicly made a decision yet. He said it's not the right time for him to make a decision, that he's just like not in love with the game right now and he's not sure. But I, I don't think he would have. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Edelman, I got... on the other hand, I think he would have jumped on it like Boy, a Edelman drowning almost... rat. <laughs> Edelman almost got all of us on April Fool's there. He got me pretty good. Well, and then he like continued it. He was like touring the Bucks facility, and there's all those photos. I'm like, really? I don't want this. Uh, you just can't believe anything you see on April Fool's Day. It, yeah, in the sports world, you just can't. But boy, but those pictures came out after April Fools. Oh, really? Which yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, and I I could see it. Like if something goes down in the playoffs or before the playoffs, kind of like uh kind of like this year, like where we have a guy hurt and then, you know, a man just decides to quit the team in the middle of a game. <laughs> uh, I could totally see Brady bringing Edelman up and be like, Hey pal, you want to <laughs> run it back? You know, kind of like the Seahawks did with Marshawn a couple of years ago. Oh, you know, Edelman would say yes to because... Edelman would uh, pick up the phone. Is it time? He's been waiting you, for the you call. Rung the, you rung the Edel phone. <laughs> Yeah, the Edelman. Brady phone. shines a light up in the sky like the bat signal. <laughs> it's just a J-E. <laughs> oh, man. Edelman here would be... Comes, on a, here comes Edelman. Uh, it doesn't quite work. He wouldn't even pack his bags. He'd be down in Florida <laughs> that quick. I think Edelman's just like camping out outside Buccaneers training facility just, like, just in I case. I gotta he, be ready. I, I feel kind of bad because I think like he's the third homie that got left behind. <laughs> yeah. He's the, he's like, the friend that has to walk behind the other two friends because the sidewalk, the sidewalk isn't wide enough. It's, it's like, I mean, you can relate to this as a teacher. It's like when the teacher says pair up in groups of two and, and then you're the odd close, kid out. Yeah, you're the kid I thought up. you were going to say you can relate to this because you're that friend. <laughs> I wouldn't I know. thought you were just going to burn me, dude. No, no, no. I would I'm not ready to come in with a left hook like that on you. No way. Um, but yeah, Edelman, he'd, he'd be down there in an instant. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, Julian Edelman. What a fella. But uh, speaking of Brady, I did see a video on social media today of him uh, getting a pretty nice jumper off on his son playing basketball. Swished it. Tom Brady making a, making a run at the NBA. <laughs> just kidding i have my doubts yeah yeah but hey man who knows jordan gave baseball a go so that's true everybody thought lebron was gonna try out for the steelers yeah i remember there was even a little like rumblings for a while that he might like try to work out with the seahawks and i was like oh god 
Like, give me Antonio Brown over that. Don't actually. No. Just. Oh, but anyway, talking about LeBron. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's get to this. Sitting out the end of the season, boy. You know, with all the talk that like you're the goat, and then you do that. Yeah. I. Uh, what a little baby. Yeah. I have lost a lot of respect for LeBron. If you're truly like in the discussion for greatest of all time, you should always want to be on the court. You should always want to be trying to get that W. All I'm going to say is Jordan would have never done that. um, And Kobe would have never done that. Yeah. No, I think it like LeBron's great basketball player. He is great. But I mean, he should not be in the GOAT conversation ever again. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the attitude, first off. Um, it, it, yeah. And I think part of that comes with this generation of NBA players, quite frankly. Uh, and I mean, I mean, I think I've mentioned it before, but, like, these guys are all – like, the NBA is terrible about this, but they're ring chasers. They just want to jump oh, yeah. around until they get a ring. Um, there's a couple of people that are withstanding. Like, I have mad respect for Damian Lillard because he hasn't done that. Yeah, I still don't quite understand how he hasn't left Portland after everything, but I respect the hell out of him for it. Um, well, and, and no, Steph Curry's still with uh, Golden State. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I It kind of does my heart good to see Brooklyn in a play-in game um, and falling apart the way they have because they were that team last yeah. year. I mean, they, they built a super yeah. team, and um, I mean – I like the Nets way better back when they were bad and their stuff was on sale for 80% on their website. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier. I liked them when Linsanity was there. Bring back <laughs> Linsanity, although I am glad Jeremy Lin got his ring with the Raptors. Yeah, for sure. But when the Raptors won the NBA Finals, they beat the ring chasers. They yeah. beat the Warriors, and they, I, everyone – outside of golden state myself included was rooting for toronto and that's the thing i kind of like about this year's nba playoffs where your two one seeds phoenix and miami aren't super teams like they're really good teams um phoenix if you remember was in the nba finals last year losing to milwaukee but uh and they've got their share of superstar players on there but they were guys that they drafted and brought up within their own system in the heat or you know outside of jimmy butler still kind of remind me of that ragtag group that went all the way to the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble. So it's yeah. going to be really fun to watch what those teams can do. And yeah, it's just hard to root for a team like the Lakers who tried to do the super team thing, like the Nets who tried to do it. Um, my ire toward the Nets has gone away a little bit now that Harden is gone. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's hard to root for those teams and it's yeah. The whole LeBron sitting out thing at the last chunk of the basically since the Lakers got eliminated from playoff contention, he just quit playing. Um, that's not what being a teammate is. No, I mean, it's just not no. what sports is. It's not what competitors do. Um, no, and, and, a, a competitor, a winner, they want the ball. They want to be in, they want the ball. You know, it's that put me in coach mentality. Well, and how do you think it made Lakers fans who have been fans for a long time, not just bandwagon fans who jumped on in the last couple of years, but fans who have been with the team for a long time. How do you think it made them feel after growing up watching Kobe, who would have never done that, who Kobe went out there on a torn Achilles and shot two free throws at the end of a game in a clutch time. Yeah. I mean, it's a night and day difference if you ask me, and it's a night and day difference between him and, Michael Jordan and yeah, I've lost a pretty fair amount of respect for LeBron too. Not just because of this, just kind of a lot of things over the last couple of years. He's still a generational talent, no doubt, but the attitude just sours me on him. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's totally understandable why so many people have such a hatred for him. Yeah, like, he's a very I, I, I've been fairly neutral on LeBron. It's like, I I've said multiple times, I think on the podcast, like I, you know, I think he's a great basketball player. I've been fairly neutral on him. And I, I totally get it now. He, why would you want to support someone like him? Well, and think of these people who pay good, hard-earned money to go to these games, go to Lakers games, um, probably to see LeBron play. 
like let's be frank here and he just doesn't play because the lakers are out of it like come on yeah i understand if he's you know if there's like a thing like hey i i've been having issues with my knee i don't want to risk hurting it i want to you know take it slow rehab it whatever no it's because the lakers are losing yeah and and, and part of that team you're not just there to play when you're winning you're there to play all the time and that was dame's whole thing and why he sat out the last few games uh because he had an ankle thing that he probably if portland had been fighting for a playoff spot he probably would have toughed through but i don't think he wanted to re-aggravate anything in games that didn't matter and i get that um i but yeah no, yeah look. don't don't hurt yourself for garbage time games but yeah, yeah. It, play and, with your team and if i if i remember correctly over these last few games anthony davis didn't play either i don't think for the lakers um the, their other superstar which again it's just it's this modern day of uh attitude in the nba of you know it, it's all comes back to the ring chasing like you said and kind of seems like sore losers is how it comes across. Well, I, I think it's taken a lot out of the game. Oh, for sure. So at the end of the day, all these athletes, they're played to pay a game. Like yeah. They're paid to play a game. Yeah. I got you. And, <laughs> and you know, yeah, I understand you want that championship, but like work for your team. I'm not saying like, don't pay them to play because i mean shoot especially like these guys in the nfl they put their bodies on the line oh yeah but but we don't see this in... play like don't mm, yeah did the did i mean trevor lawrence played every game for jacksonville this last year yeah that's a they, great example they were out of it by october quite frankly i mean I yeah they know. had a terrible coach they were a terrible team but you know, they didn't just roll over and die. They didn't just decide, oh, put the backups in, I guess. And, and I think there's something to be said for giving backups a chance to, you know, kind of. That's a whole this. nother discussion. That's, uh, yep. we don't need to get there right now. Yeah, but exactly. The whole LeBron thing, it's just kind of another. Someday we're going to talk about LeBron's legacy. And this stuff has to be mentioned because it's absolutely a part of it. Um, and you'll have your diehard LeBron fans who will go to the ends of the earth for him, no matter what he does, just like you have your diehard Jordan fans that do that. But it was a lot easier to root for a guy like Michael Jordan. Um, I'll say that, you know, I, I think, you know, and I think right now Jordan has his fair share of career mistakes. Uh, like we mentioned the, the ownership and managerial tactics in in, uh, Charlotte, uh, his stint with the Wizards. But even then, even like when the Wizards were bad, and they were, I don't think he was sitting out games. I wasn't there, I guess. I don't know 100%, but like, I don't think he was sitting out games. No. I mean, not, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but... Not unless there was an injury. You know, and that's... You know, the... <laughs> Like he made bad choices there, but he didn't like adversely affect the game. He played, he played to win arguably too much sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The, there was nary a competitor like Jordan. No, I mean, there's the whole, I, I took that personally meme. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, he took a lot of things personally, but, and now he, he changed the game so much. I mean, not just on the court, but off the court too. He changed, you know, the way we look at those athletes. We he changed the, you know, the shoes that those athletes use. I mean, we know the Jordan brand as sneakers, like now is like a style thing. But like the Jordan was before they were doing that, they were wearing Converse, like Chuck Taylor Converses. I know, and that's so wild to me. <laughs> like, dude, I was talking about this with a suit today. Like, she was wearing a pair of Chuck Taylors. I'm like, do you know they? NBA players used to wear those. You're like, what? How did everybody like, back in the day not roll an ankle? That's what I said. Like, seriously. That's, that's crazy. I have a pair of, like, Vans, and I have a pair of Converse, and I can't imagine wearing either of those in any sort of athletic setting. It's, yeah. I, just, ugh. Dude, I, I can't wear Converse. They're too flat-footed. Yeah. 
Like, I do not know how those guys did it. And and funny thing about that, too, I was watching a little documentary about it. At first, when when Jordan tried the first uh, Jordan ones on, um, he didn't like them. He liked the Chuck Taylors better because he could feel the court better through them. Wow. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> obviously, that changed. I mean, yeah. now we're, like, up to Jordan 35 or something like that. Yeah. But, like, he changed the game on so many levels. That right like, there's a goat. That's the goat. Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah, and I, 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 same thing with Kobe, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a night and day difference between Kobe and LeBron just in terms of attitude. I don't necessarily want to say work ethic because I think LeBron works hard. Obviously, you don't get to where he is without working hard. But Kobe had that something extra. LeBron yeah. had that – or not LeBron, excuse me. Jordan had that something extra that just LeBron kind of has this entitlement and it's not a good look. It's not a good look for the sport and it's not a good look for him. Yeah. I mean, I think right now we discuss him in the conversation with the greats because he's had such a stellar career. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that is hard work. That is, you know, his own little chunk of luck, but I, I, yeah, he, he's, like you said, entitled. And, I mean, there's other guys that, you know, were great. I mean, uh, Charles Barkley, I think, is a great example of a guy that kind of gets overlooked by, you know, you know, oh, yeah. fly-by-the-wind NBA fans. He was he was great. Never got a ring, though. Yeah, Barkley, um, Larry Bird. Larry Bird, greats. yeah. It's, I He's, he, by some people, he is arguably – in the goat conversation. And I mean, that's even by some NBA players. Rightfully so too. I mean, Larry was. Yeah. T- Larry I, I watched some of those like interviews and they were talk about guys talking about playing Larry bird. And they're like, you didn't want to play Larry bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I've heard that too. He was, uh, yeah, he was a heck, heck of a player. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know. It, and that's just a different generation of players. I mean, that those guys back then, yeah. most of the guys they can't hold a candle to that, in my opinion. I mean, that was when the NBA was at its peak, and it was fun to watch. Um, I say all that. I'm absolutely going to tune into the playoffs this year. I'm interested to see who wins. It's kind of nice in a way to not have Portland in it because I don't have to get all stressy like I have the last couple of years, only for us to lose out in the first round. So... <laughs> Um, that's kind of nice, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Today's NBA is just very different, very different, but, uh, Hey, you got to do a shout out still, I think. Yes. Uh, did you do one? I don't, you did a call out. I know. Yeah. I don't think I did a shout out. All right. Let's hear it. Um, boy, I wish I had one right now because I, uh, I, well, there had to be really. something good that happened in your sports world this week. I've, I can mean, I, I, I can give you one by proxy here. If, if by proxy, I feel like, um, oh, actually, I, I, I have one that I just saw pop up. Um, Albert Poolhall hit his first home run back as a Cardinal. Speaking of coming out of retirement, yeah, geez, Louise, man. That guy, 40-some years old now, still popping him out of the park with the best Dude, of shout them. out Albert Poolhall for being the Frank Gore of baseball, apparently. <laughs> the Frank Gore of baseball. No doubt, though. Like, seriously. Cardinals fans love the guy. Uh, and Dude, I can't believe he came out of retirement. That is insane to me. What do you think that conversation was like? Like, what what more could they have? Could they say? I think Cardinals roll up to Albert Poolhall's house like, Albert. How much do we have to pay you to it's come like, out of retirement? It's like Rachel McAdams off of Mean Girls. Get in, loser. We're playing more baseball. And he was just like, all right. <laughs> That's, Dude, yeah. That... Big old shout out to Pools. That's a He's good one. He's 42 years old. I, I can't get over that. I know. Like, any athlete that's playing in their 40s is just, like, insane to me. Playing with all these guys that are – you know, our age. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, or, or younger. I or mean, younger. Yeah. When was he drafted? Oh, uh, one. Oh, one. Yeah. I was going to say it was early 2000s. That's 21 years of baseball. 
Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, him and Brady, like, just, like, have, like, a conversation, like, yeah, it's easy. They're they're in a game of retirement chicken right now is what's yeah. going on. Who's going to actually retire first? Because when Brady came back, Pools was like, okay, I got to come back. And Well, yeah, and, like, he Pool played last year. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, I'm done. And then the Cardinals like, hey, buddy. <laughs> no, you're what not. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, it's retirement chicken. Who's going to win? Oh, dude, that's insane. Love it's it, in- though insane love it yeah again any any athlete that plays into their 40s and is still successful at it is that huge shout out to those guys you know again tom brady pool hall i think frank gore was in his 40s i think he was like 41 maybe 40 because i think he was drafted frank gore is 38 years old right now so we were oh dang but still (laughs) running back he he might like as well dog have been years. Every 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 year he played counts as three. True. And the way he ran, maybe four. Dude, oh um, my god, dude. What a career. I'm again like Frank Gore. I think he's gonna be second ballot Hall of Fame. He should be first ballot Hall of Fame. Put some respect on my man's name. You heard it here first. Uh I think that's a good spot to wrap up. What say you? I what say hi? Are we, are we pirates? Uh, what say? Well, you're buccaneers. What right? say you, boys? <laughs> I think that's a good spot to wrap it. So I agree. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in wherever you listen from, whether it's iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the Can on a String, wherever else you find us that we don't know about. We appreciate you listening wherever you listen from. Make sure to check us out on Twitter where we just got uh, replied by the old Savannah Bananas in the... Uh, <laughs> oh, the Savannah Bananas. In the uh, minor leagues. Yeah, they, they replied to something we tweeted at them today, which was kind of cool. Um, check us out on Twitter or Instagram at the expansion BU1, same handle for both. Uh, we'll, t- we'll keep recording for you guys if you keep listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check us out every Thursday. That's when uh, we'll publish for you. Uh, until next Thursday, I've been Jared, and that's been, I've Justin. been Justin. Oh, we got it. We got to get that one down at some point. We're still bad at that. Yeah. Uh, but what we are good at is saying, never forget. Party like it's 1976. <laughs> <laughs>